Do you talk with your animals? Do you know what they are trying to tell you? I've been communicating with animals since I was four years old, and what I have consistently witnessed is our animals want to be part of our everyday conversations and our extraordinary storytellers. Let me help you listen more deeply, a listening from the heart that opens all the doors to communication. What we learn from the animals helps us understand ourselves in a new way. On this episode, we explore animals and trust. I've always been amazed at how animals open their hearts despite having experienced betrayal from humans. I'll share Ollie's story, how a homeless Jack Russell learned how to be vulnerable and trust humans. Next, I'll share a touching story about a dog named Annie, her pink sweater, and how she shared a message from spirit to us all. Get ready, this is a heart-expanding episode. So grab the Kleenex and let's get the conversation started. Hello, everybody. Hope wherever you are, you're having a nice day. You had a good start to the day. Uh, Maybe it's evening where you are. Maybe it's middle of the day like me. So, you know, today's topic is something that uh, we all deal with as humans, too, about trust. You know, what is trust? And, you know, trust isn't outside of yourself. Um, It's something that you don't have to get. It's actually in general, it's an inner knowing. And I think as we uh, go further into the discussion, like with the animals, uh, they actually mirror us quite a bit in in how we are experiencing trust. Uh, Trust, in my opinion, and with, you know, people, animals develops over a period of time, you know, with many different experiences that form our trust foundation. So, let me ask you something. Would you say that trust has to be earned? And would you say it has to be earned with people? And is it earned with animals? Um, I know with my animals and all the different ones that have come to me, uh, that was definitely something that just like with everything else, they have to step forward and make a choice to trust. It's an actual choice that they make. Um, so it. It, you know, it's it's something that if you think about for humans, does trust have to be earned with you? Do you just automatically give trust? Do you have to see that the person's trustworthy? Um, it, it's it's one of those things that whether we're human or animal, we all experience that. You know, with humans and animals, think about the trust foundation that is formed. Uh, you know, their experience with humans form that. And so m- many times they even well, most of the time they overcome any negativity in their lives. So my question is, how do they do that? How do they do that? And how can they teach us to do the same? What do you think? I mean, what do you think about the animals and how they uh, learn to trust, even though perhaps they've been terribly abused or they've been uh, neglected? Um, Maybe humans have let them down, you know, our topic today is going to remind you that true healing comes from within and it's an ongoing process, not an end result. And so to trust, we have to allow ourselves to be vulnerable too. And so I think with, with life, uh, we have to practice trust and it's not just a, Oh, okay, I trust. And and therefore that's it. I really think it's an ongoing life uh, experience for us, an ongoing journey. We have to 
continue to, to d determine in each moment whether uh, this person is trustworthy in the animals. Once they trust you, it's like you're on the end. Um, and, and they seem to have a good sense of people. I think they're a very good read of, of humans. Um, but, you know, when they can let their past go and trust again, you know, to me, that shows a pocket of hope for humans and how to navigate trust because so often we can't leave that piece out and we take it with us and uh, they seem to be able to step forward into the moment and live there and actually let those pieces go. I know for many, many of the animals that, that have come to me and they've had terrible backgrounds and I might not even know all you know the details of that but they will share that over time animals are great storytellers and they will definitely uh, let us know bits and pieces even of their past and as just like with us when we tell our stories we start to heal and so it's the same thing with animals it allows them to be heard just absolutely some, they matter enough that someone's willing to listen and take the time and hold the space for them to um, rest in whatever has happened to them in their lives. And so those pockets of hope for us, uh, we can learn so many things from the animals and, you know, they repeatedly open to loving relationships with humans in spite of great betrayal. And that to me is the most amazing. Um, and it's such an honor that the animals would trust us in that way. Um, how did they do that? I'm still learning from them every day. They're so courageous and they can see the good in all of us. So I want to put up something that I pulled together that I think would be very helpful as we're having this discussion. Um, you know, when an animal's working on trust, here are a few things to consider. Number one would be, you know, if you're looking at an animal or you're considering what are the circumstances behind my animal's background? Do I know of any abuse, neglect, or betrayal she is, or he or she has endured? It's one of the things to observe, you know, as you're just trying to uh, determine and feel into uh, their lives and what they may be thinking. Um, does that animal flinch or recoil from touch sometimes? Um, is it often? If, if so, there's a good chance that they have had some experience, just like we, if we had been hit, we would flinch too and recoil. And, and sometimes it takes a long time. I'm going to share a story with you about a dog named Ollie here in just a minute. But sometimes it takes a long time for their bodies to uh, be able to handle any kind of touch. And I, Ollie, the little white dog I'm going to tell you about is very much like that. Does my animal prefer to be with other animals rather than humans? Have you ever seen that where they, they would absolutely prefer uh, to be with another animal? Um, mine definitely, I have several like that um, that are still still living, still with me, and they're, they're best friends with each other. They do really well with each other. Um, people uh, they may be a little bit more hesitant on. Um, and so more questions that you could ask, uh, does he or she tune out and seem to be in his or her own world? I had um, a dog named George once. He was a basset hound and he had been locked in a, 
an apartment and I guess the person just left. So he had been in this apartment for three weeks when he was found. And George came to me, sweetest, sweet, I'll have to show you a picture of him saying, uh, sweetest Bassett ever. And he definitely tuned out and he would, and some of you have mentioned uh, that when they lick and he's repeatedly just looking one place, he, he got into a, his own world, his own bubble, where he tuned things out. It was a self-soothing mechanism. And so would you consider your pet a loner keeping a safe distance when life gets scary? I know one of the questions uh, that I've seen coming through was uh, about a dog who's super nervous around cars and, you know, noises and fast movement. Um, so, you know, they will pull away from, just like with us, if, if, if a room is, is too, you know, full of people and is too much energy, let's say you're in an airport and there's massive energy there, you know, it, it's really a safety mechanism and a coping mechanism to pull back. And that can actually be um, the way they live life. Um, does your pet like to be in control of situations? Uh, if so, how? What would that look like? being in control? Do they have to go through the door first? Do they have to be the first one at everything? Where does the control piece show up? Um, you know, and does your pet give love openly and freely? Um, what does that look like? And what does it look like for us? I'd love to have you all um, take this suggestion with you um, after the show. Uh, if you want, you could use those questions. I'd write a story of what it means to trust from your animal's perspective. It is amazing when you go into their perspective, uh, what things will come forward. And there's no rhyme or reason. You don't have to, you know, I have people tell me all the time, oh, I'm not a good writer. You know what? Write from your heart. We can all do that. It's not about being a good writer or a bad writer. And, you know, we're all seized from English class. Um, I was not one of those, <laughs> but um, we are all seized, you know, from worrying we're doing the wrong thing. If we just, if we just allow our hearts to speak, oh my goodness, the animals will speak through you. And that's not, that's a form of communication. You can you definitely be communicating um, with those animals. Um, so I want to share a story of uh, my Ollie. Ollie is still with me. He is, I want to say Ollie's probably 17 years old now. Ollie has a very interesting history. He came 2006 and like I said, is still with me and is just the sweetest, sweetest little guy ever. So this is what he shared with me yesterday and insisted that I share it with you. The little white dog lay very still in the ditch, practicing his invisibility cloak. Hot and panting heavily, he had narrowly escaped being hit by several cars. That last one nearly clipped his tail, which was already short enough as it was. He sighed a deep and lonely sigh. Humans are scary and mean, he reminded himself. Can't be trusted. Shuddering as he remembered his life, before the streets, he closed his eyes tightly, trying to stop the images from coming. They flashed quickly, snapshots in motion, complete with sound. Big, scary humans and loud, angry voices. Just then, a crack of thunder rang through the sky. 
He jolted up and started running, certain he was being chased again, certain that whatever was after him was closing in and that he would not live much longer. A car passed by as he quickly dashed behind a bush out of sight where no one could see him. He watched as the car slowed down, pulled onto the side of the road, and finally came to a complete stop. A woman emerged. She peered his direction, squinting her eyes, scanning every inch up and down the road. He was pretty sure she could see the bush shaking along with his body. But finally, she got back to the car and drove off. Whew, he thought. Close call. Gotta be more careful. Soon it was quiet again, with no more traffic in sight. It was then that he noticed he had stopped shaking and was very, very hungry and tired. Stay on the move, he told himself, but his little body was exhausted. Maybe if I just rest a little. It didn't take much for him to dig a shallow hole in the loose dirt. Checking once more to make sure he was alone, he settled in behind the bush and fell fast asleep. What he didn't know was that it was Christmas Eve a time where human hearts can soften and open, allowing kindness and compassion to emerge, a time when those who have hearts that can see show up just at the right time and place. He also didn't know that his life was about to change forever. And that's where he ended yesterday on the cliffhanger. Um, I, yes, he is, his story is very remarkable, but as you can see, he, shared his feelings with me and he shared uh, the images of where he was before I actually happened upon him. And even today, little Ollie, his body is still uh, retaining some of that flight or fight kind of like running energy he was about two and when I when I happened upon him and so if I want to pet Ollie I can't just pick him up I actually have to sit on uh, some furniture where he's nearby and I have to turn my head like that and I have to stick out my arm and I but I can't be looking at him and he'll come and he'll let me pet him even today even you know so many years later, since 2006, he never was able to quite get to where he could just jump up. But I was fine with that. You know, however far he grows in his life, he's perfect. And he loves other dogs. He feels so safe with everybody. Um, people now, too. And people who help me on the property and, um, you know, if I'm gone for a while and come back, he never forgets. That's the thing with animals. If you, they don't forget, they remember you even after years and you come back. So little Ollie, and I'll tell you real quickly, um, after he, you know, I, I, he actually, long story, but he went into a ditch. And so we actually had to trap him. I don't normally do this. I think he's probably the only one I've ever had to do that with. So got him and he ended up staying inside for about, three months and I would go sit with Ollie hours and hours, you know, and talk to him and he would shake violently when I, I came in, just shake. The whole time I was in there, his whole body would be convulsing and shaking so much. And I sat there and I didn't respond. I didn't like, oh no, please stop shaking. Don't stop. I'm so sorry. You're going to be all right, little guy. I just had soft, soft voice and kind voice. And I was just with him as he shook. And what he discovered was he could shake and nothing happened to him. So one day I saw him start to shake and he was like, hmm, she's still here. I'm still here. Everything's still the same. 
and he stopped shaking that day. And then that's when I would put little treats on my shoulder and I'd sit and he'd, he'd come and grab them and he'd run off. So yes, it, that trust takes a long time, but his sharing that right at this last hour for the show, I'm so grateful and I'm interested to know what else he's going to tell me about his perspective of how this went down. So part of my wonderful work that I, I love to do is I talk to wonderful people like you all and you share your stories with me uh, and the animals share their stories. And I'm just, I'm just so amazed sometimes at what I hear all the time, actually, and it's such an honor. And so I had such an experience with um, a, a, a client recently who shared a story that I, I just want to, I asked her if we could share it with you all because it is such a beautiful, I don't know, surprise and gift that she discovered in herself that I think we all resonate with it. So this is the sweater story. And so I took part of what she wrote, but I really want to read you if you'll humor me just a minute. It's a beautiful story. On May 11th, 2019, a 12-year-old blind poodle was surrendered to the shelter. She was covered in filth, flea, and fleas and ticks. I was overcome with anger and determined that this dog would have the life she deserved from this moment on. I brought her home and scrubbed the dirt from her matted fur. We sat in the grass watching her. Suddenly, she began to hop like a bunny and took off running in a prance back and forth over and over again across the yard. This dog had so much life yet to live, and I was determined it was going to be the best life she always deserved. We adopted Annie as part of our family the next day. I'm getting chills reading this, Jamie. Annie wasn't in good health and required multiple medications. Fall came and the weather started to turn colder. So I got Annie a sweater coat to keep her frail um, frame warm. That sweater became her outfit. The sweater was to be one of the most important symbols of our love. In May 2021, I made my last drive to the vet with Annie, took off her sweater coat for the last time, told her how much we all love her and that she was always meant to be part of the family. I clung to her sweater like a security blanket every night, praying to feel her curls brush up against me as I slept, even if just for one more time. Five months after Annie passed, I received a call about a senior dog in bad shape that needed a foster. She looked identical to Annie, and it shocked me. I took her home because I felt like I could help her get back on her feet, given the experience our family had taking care of Annie. The day came for her to go to a rescue after being with me. As I packed up her things, I noticed I didn't have anything to send her with, to keep warm. I'm going to be lucky if I don't sniffle during this. <clears throat> I searched high and low for anything I could give her to wear, but deep down, I knew all I had was Annie's sweater. I went to my bedroom. I picked up Annie's sweater. I hugged it as tight as I could and reluctantly wrapped it around her slim frame. It was a perfect fit. As the car drove away, I expected to feel a flood of grief wash over me with a cup full of regret. Instead, it felt like the clouds had cleared for the first time in six months. Letting go of her sweater suddenly made this unbearable grief feel lighter. In fact, I had a rush of feelings that I can only believe was her telling me she was proud of me for letting go and honoring her by giving another dog her sweater. I realized that letting go of her sweater didn't mean I was letting go of her. She would always be in my heart. And now that I was able to say her name, 
laugh at the funny home videos and look at her picture and smile with peace in my heart. Our family grew so much because of Annie. In her honor, we continue to be a safe haven for senior dogs with special needs that need rescue and rehabilitation. Isn't that an amazing, amazing story of trust? We have to trust that what we're feeling and her, her intuition told her, her heart told her to share that with another. She trusted herself and Annie, who was nudging her along gently to make this incredible incredible leap spiritually and uh, see she said i was so surprised i felt that i was so surprised it's like we discover how oh, we discover the gift and the grief and you know i love that annie wanted her sweater to go to another because when we send our energy out whatever energy we put onto something when we're handling it and when we're being with it, including animals, it goes out into the world. And so this beautiful energy of Annie went with this little precious, precious soul that was carrying it forward. You can't get better than this. Well, I so appreciate you being here. And this has been just a, a profoundly special show and it's touched my heart. It, I always appreciate you coming and every time it grows and grows. As always, let's keep the conversation going. Have a great week. You've been listening to Tammy Soul Speak for Animals podcast. Remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tammy Soul Speak for Animals, and like my Facebook page, Soul Speak with Tammy Hendricks. And if you want a private session, please visit my website at TammyHendricks.com. Thank you for joining me as we change the way we communicate with animals and each other one conversation at a time.